מזמין אתכם לחזור לטוס ולהתרגש. אל על, הכי בבית בעולם. That's a new LL Airlines campaign ad in Hebrew, telling passengers to resume flying, to resume being emotional, and that LL makes you feel the most at home in the world. LL flights between Canada and Israel have been halted since March 2020 due to the pandemic. That's over 67 weeks. But the airlines quietly just started service up again on the Toronto-Tel Aviv route. They even handed out teddy bears to the kids on the first plane load. That departed Toronto for Tel Aviv on Monday, June 28th, just before Canada Day. There were nearly 100 empty seats. The next flight scheduled to depart Toronto today, Monday, July 12th, from Terminal 3 at Pearson International Airport. But with Israel's travel rules still in flux, and there were some new ones announced over the weekend, it'll be a while before we'll see the four full LL flights per week that used to run from Toronto during the summers. That was before COVID. Uh, we had planned on more flights, but unfortunately, the Israeli government put a hold on opening up the borders to foreign tourism due to the spike of COVID in Israel at the moment. And we're keeping our fingers crossed that August will be the month in which people can actually go without having Israeli passports or having special permits from the government. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, July 12th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. The pandemic has been hard for Canadians who wanted to visit family in Israel or go on fundraising missions or even just go for tourism. Israel was supposed to start opening for private tourists August 1st. But that may be pushed back another month because of the resurgence of COVID, especially the Delta variant. Now some new rules will be going into effect later this week about entering Israel. All travelers to Israel will now have to quarantine for at least 24 hours or until you get your negative COVID test at the airport, even if you're double vaccinated or you've already had COVID and recovered. Meanwhile, the Canadian border is still closed to non-essential international tourists. But as of last week, people who have Canadian close family members can now come with the necessary COVID tests and the paperwork and a plan to quarantine. So the news that LL flights to and from Toronto have resumed is a bit of a big deal. There are just a couple of flights a month until October, but already Birthright Canada, for instance, has just announced that they're going to be sending their first trip back to Israel since the pandemic, and they're scheduled to leave at the end of August. Coming up, we'll talk with the general manager of LL's Canadian operations. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I've got an update now for you on when that emergency anti-Semitism summit is going to be held. The Canadian government announced late Friday that the summit will take place July 21st. Professor Erwin Kotler is organizing it. And you can re-listen to my interview with him earlier this summer about what he hopes this summit will accomplish. The summit is going to be held on Zoom. Canada is holding a similar one on Islamophobia the very next day. Want to have your say on what should be discussed in this summit? Well, you can. CJA, the Center for Israel and Public Affairs, is holding an online town hall Thursday, July 14th, to solicit your views on what they should say at the summit. You have to register to attend, and the link is in our show notes. Turning to sports now, you may know that Israel has a cycling team in the Tour de France right now. And there are some Canadians on the team. One of them, the leader, Michael Woods, won an important jersey on Saturday. He was awarded the red and white polka dot jersey, which means he was considered the best mountain climber in the 14th stage of this grueling race. The rider who gets the quickest time on all the 21 stages wins the tour and wears the yellow jersey. Still, it's a milestone for the eight-man Israeli team. It's owned by a former Montrealer, Sylvan Adams. 
If you want to follow the team as they head towards the finale July 18th, their hashtag is Yala ISN. LL's Canadian operations are ramping up slowly, and joining me now is Dina Kuttner, the general manager of LL in Toronto, with what the resumption of service looks like. Welcome to the CJN Daily. Thank you. It's great to be here with you. Can you talk to us about the impact that the um, COVID pandemic has had on the LL operations and staff? Well, you can imagine that with uh, stopping our flights, uh, the impact has been tremendous, Uh, something that I never thought I would see in my lifetime in the airline industry or definitely not at LL. And we've had to unfortunately lay off many of uh, my colleagues. So right now the operation is being run by myself. We have a controller and we have one person who handles reservations, refunds, uh, customer relations complaints, you know, the gamut. So you can imagine how busy and tired this person is by this stage. It's been grueling because the nature of what's happened has impacted so many people. And uh, there's so many issues that we've had to deal with. And sometimes it's quieter, but now we're getting revving back on. So we started the process of refunds and the process of bookings and the process of booking new groups that are hoping to go sometime in the fall. Hopefully we'll be able to bring back more staff. And needless to say, the airport staff has been laid off until very recently. And we have our security team that was let go and is coming back. And and there's also the retraining because after almost a year and a half, you can imagine that people get a little rusty, forget the detail work and need to be retrained. Uh, What is the latest on flights from Canada to Israel? We did have our first flight out of Canada, Toronto to be exact, on June 28th. The flight came in on the 20th, Sunday, the 27th, flew out on Monday, uh, which was quite a um, hiatus from the last flight that had flown out of Toronto, March 26, 2020. I think it's been the longest interlude in the history of our flying to Canada And uh, we were thrilled to finally see our aircraft fly back into Toronto on that Sunday. And we have flights every week. Uh, July was a little bit more intermittent. We have a flight coming out on July 12th, Monday, and then uh, another flight at the end of July. Uh, We had planned on more flights, but unfortunately, the Israeli government put a hold on opening up the borders to foreign tourism due to the spike of COVID in Israel at the moment. And we're keeping our fingers crossed that August will be the month in which people can actually go without having Israeli passports or having special permits from the government. So we do have scheduled flights for August. There's a lot of students that are booked to go to yeshiva or other schools that they're registered for. And uh, and then September, beginning September are the high holidays, as you know. And there's already a huge demand for people that want to spend the holidays in Israel. It's a pent up demand because there's so much traffic normally between Canada and Israel. And as you can imagine, many people had to put their plans on hold. So now that they will be able to go, they're going to start flying. So you said the first flight was June 28th. How many people came on that flight? Well, I'm going to give you an average of about 120 coming and 150 flying back to Israel. You, you can understand that right now, uh, 
at the end of June, the restrictions to come into Canada were still pretty tight in that even Canadians or Canadian passport holders or permanent residents were still obligated to go to the quarantine hotel and quarantine for 14 days upon their getting home. Now, starting July 5th, you don't, you're no longer obligated to do the hotel. So we see more Canadians that are living in Israel coming back to visit their families here. And, and also, for once, we can say that in Canada, we've really reached a good number in terms of vaccines. So I think people are comfortable about coming here. You know, I don't think we're going to see a sold out flight for a little while. Uh, to be honest, because though when we see 70, 80 percent load factor, that's pretty good. Right now, I think we're probably at 65, something like that, uh, give or take. People need to know that they have to have the, um, their results of a PCR test because we had a gentleman arrive at the airport with a, another kind of test, which is acceptable maybe for flying into the United States, but it's not acceptable for flying into Israel. So I recommend that passengers go to our website and I'll give you the details of what you need to get into Israel. And there's also a form that you need uh, because you do need a special permit. Permit If you're not an Israeli citizen, you need a special permit from the consulate or the embassy to get into Israel, like things like having family members that are living in Israel, things like that, because it will be checked at the airport and you cannot board if you don't have the proper test and then when you get to Israel, you will get another test and you will have to quarantine until you get the results of that test as well. What happened to that guy? Did he get kicked off the flight? He had to go home and get the test and then we put him on the next flight when he got the test done. So this is great. Uh, we really appreciate uh, you giving us the time here at the CJN Daily. Thank you. And I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and to let all your listeners know where we're at. But we're definitely we're here. We're still here and we'll come back stronger, I promise. Now, you will have to wear a mask all the time on the plane except to eat. But there are no social distancing rules anymore inside the plane. So Kuttner says they're seeing a lot of people willing to pay more to sit in the more expensive business class or premium seats where there's lots more room between the chairs. Economy tickets round trip right now are just under $1,000. And if any of you have been waiting forever for a full refund for your canceled pandemic LL tickets, they are now starting to tackle the backlog from March and April, and they're now on to the ones from May. Meanwhile, Air Canada says Monday, July 12th, is their deadline to submit refund claims for cancelled flights due to the pandemic. Although Air Canada has been flying to Israel from Toronto a couple of times a week, they're going to start having four flights a week later this month. And they're going to begin non-stop service from Montreal on August 1st, two flights a week. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Ted Barris of Uxbridge, Ontario. He listens on his morning walks, and today is his birthday. We'll close this episode with a sneak peek at tomorrow's show, and you won't want to miss this one. It's my interview with the last surviving Canadian Machalniks, Volunteers who fought in Israel's War of Independence in 1948, and now they're in their mid-90s. The, uh, the Israelis could not be faulted. They were being attacked by five Arab countries. They had a significant 
population within their own borders that really were actually trying to prevent the establishment of the state. Look how they blocked the road to Jerusalem. Jerusalem was almost starved into submission in 1948. All this is, seems to be uh, forgotten by many people who criticize Israel.